Happy Friday, everybody. That's right, I said Friday. And welcome to your favorite Mad Men podcast, the most handsome Mad Men podcast on all of cyberspace, Made Man, where today I just finished watching episode 11 of season 6, Favors. Who's doing favors for who? Doing favors for who? On top of who? Because people are on top of each other in this episode. Happy holidays, everybody. I am in the midst of a two-week vacation that actually started last episode uh, and, and we'll go through uh, next episode. Uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. I don't have to go back to work till January 6th, 2020, the next year, the next decade the next month, all of the above. Uh, and at that point, we'll be very close to nearing our final season together, which is so sad. So, so very sad. Um, but let's talk about this episode. A lot happened. A lot happened indeed. But let's, let's, let's take a moment before we, we go any further to hear from today's sponsor. Oh, what a lovely sponsor. You should definitely check them out, uh, especially if it's Anchor. Um, that's the podcast app that I'm using right now to share this podcast with you. You can have a podcast tonight. It's free. I don't know why I'm doing another commercial, but what the hell? I'm excited. I'm dancing around because I'm actually finished this episode on a Friday. Um, so much happened. So much happened. The ep- why don't we do our, our usual thing of just going by um, character? The episode starts with Peggy. Peggy's in, in her new apartment. No, she's in the same apartment. But she is alone. Uh, Abe, he's Amstray. He's out of the picture. So Peggy lives on her own now. But it seems like she's in the same apartment because there are lots of locks on the door. So I think it's still the same apartment. She hasn't moved on yet. Um, but she sees a rat. A rat. And it's not the last rat we're going to see in this episode. Um, she freaks out. And she uses, you know, goes through all the locks to try to leave. And that's really all we see of that at that moment. Um, later on in the episode, we see that um, she is creeping around her apartment. And now she sees bloody tracks. And she thinks the rat must have been caught by her, by her, um, her little, you know, trap or mouse or whatever. And it's a rat. But um, who does she call? She calls Stan. She's like, please come over. He's like... He's like, uh, I can't. I don't want to do that. You'll be fine. It'll be dead in the morning. She's like, please, I, I, I beg. I may make it worth your while. He's like, I'm not your boyfriend. And she's like, don't you want to find out? He's like, no, I don't actually. He had someone in bed with her. So he kind of uh, just blew her off. He's like, yep, yep. We'll talk about it Tuesday at work. Um, and what else did we see? Oh, well, uh, this, this, she has some crisscrossing with um, Pete. Uh, Pete. We could talk about Pete, too. These two kind of go hand in hand. So Pete's mother did get that nurse, um, Manolo, I think is his name. And um, she seems to love him. Like, really, really love him. Uh, She goes to visit, Pete's mother goes to visit Pete in the office with Manolo. If I'm saying his name wrong, I apologize. I'm going to go with Manolo. Um, And... Pete is very happy with her because she's very happy. And he's like, oh, I want to talk to you about a few things. And, um, oh, no. 
I forget. Someone goes and gets tea. He talks to Manolo about taking care of her. That's right. And she stays out in the hall and talks to Peggy. But she confuses Peggy with Trudy. And it's a really awkward moment because she says, I like you two are back together. And she's like, well, it's because of the merger. And he goes, you know, it's, it's good for, because of your child together. And the, just the, the, the grief on Peggy's face, the acting in that moment, like, how do you know about this? There is no child. We don't take care of a child. That child is gone. How do you know about this? And then you realize the mother mistook her for Trudy, and she's confused. Um, but then she starts talking about uh, her nurse and that he's teaching her ways of love, uh, that they are perhaps sleeping together. And Peggy was completely thrown off by this. Later on, um, Peggy, uh, Pete, and Ted are at a client. Uh, they're at a dinner after meeting with a client. Uh, that client is Ocean Spray. That'll come up later. They flew there. Um, they flew there on Ted's jet or Ted's plane. We don't see it, but we do hear a sound effect of, of a plane going over, which also kind of was a segue from a dawn moment. We'll get there later. Um, but they're all laughing and drinking and happy. I think things went good. Pete likes that Ted is giving, throwing work his way. Uh, Peggy, you could tell, still just loves Ted. And Ted goes to the bathroom. Pete notices it. Pete's like, you know, I could see that. And I think he loves you too. But she goes, well, it'll never go anywhere. He's got a family. And um, then she changes the subject about her, her mother. And he basically tells her what the, the mother said about um, the nurse. And um, Pete freaked, like, Pete freaked out, like, oh, I can't believe she would say that. Oh, gross, gross, gross. Um, like in a good way. And they, they kind of had um, a nice moment where he's like, you know, do you feel sorry for me? She's like, no, I don't. He's like, you know, you really know me. You're the only one who really knows me. She goes, yeah, I do. It was a weird, like, you know, she, she, you think she wants Ted. At one point she called Stan. And at the same time you see this bonding with Pete. She's in a, she's in an interesting place where Abe was not the man for her. And maybe she's, you know, going through some things. Um, but you, there is a bond between her and Pete. I mean, besides the fact that uh, they have they had a love child together, but there is still some sort of bond that I, I just don't get. I, and believe me, um, anybody who goes for Pete, I don't get. I mean, uh, that, that hairline isn't doing him any favors. And, you know, he's a prick and a creep and a sociopath. Um, but they have a nice laugh. And when he's sincere, he is kind of, I want to say likable, but disarming. Or, or just like, you know, you just you kind of feel for him. And when Ted returns to the dinner table, he's like, what, what? She's like, oh, it's nothing, nothing. And you could see Ted was a little, it seemed like Ted was a little jealous that there was an inside joke between them, a relationship or something that he just wouldn't get. So it's a weird situation. Um, and I feel like, is that it with Peggy? You know, later on we see her, she got a cat. So... She maybe she needed some sort of companion and something to take care of the rat. You know, there was that thing of like she didn't have someone. Okay, here we. I'm I'm just processing this. She didn't have um, what she thought she needed. Maybe she thought she needed a man in her life to take care of the rats in her house. So she thinks of Stan. She does think of Pete a little bit. She thinks of Ted. And you know what? She can just get a cat and take care of herself. She doesn't need anybody. Maybe that's what we're thinking here. So she's sitting at home at the end, smoking a cigarette with her cat. Um, Ted. So, oh, so Pete, well, why don't we segue this to Pete? Um, Pete then confronts his mother. The mother and Manuel Manolo come over 
um, and they're going to go out to dinner. He's like, oh, Manolo, um, I just want to be with Mother alone tonight. I hate when he calls her Mother. I love it because it's creepy, but I also hate it. Uh, and he's like, yes, I will be waiting for you in the morning, he says to, um, to uh, the mother. She's like, oh, oh, good night. Um, and then he brings up the thing about her, him possibly taking advantage of her. And she is just basically saying, he's good to me. He shows me the ways of love, and it's intimate, and he's freaked out about it. He basically assumes that it's rape and taking advantage of her. And he forbids this, and he's going to get rid of her. And she's like, you can't stand to see me happy. You've been a, you're have been a sour little boy, and now you're a sour little man. Just the little man part was great and so demeaning. Um, now, the uh, she basically she takes her bag and says, I have a car with my address on it. I'll take a cab home. So she leaves Pete. Pete's all alone again. Um, through you know, Now, uh, later on, he brings Bob into um, his office to talk about Manolo and he's really upset about it. Bob fixes him a drink and says, you know, what do you think? He goes, don't you think, he- I think he was trying to say, at first I think he was trying to say, maybe she's confused. She sees someone taking care of him and taking care of her, taking interest in her and she misconstrues it for love and intimacy. But then I, was he saying, you know, someone's taking care of you, someone's doing this for you. Is she happy? Then she's happy. Then who cares if he's, uh, you know, humping the old lady? Is that what was he was saying? I'm not sure. But uh, a couple episodes ago, I thought, is Bob, um, uh, you know, with Joan? I'm going to go with no. No, 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 because apparently Bob is interested in Pete. I that, you know, Bob has no story. Like, he's just, he's like, like in Lost one year. All of a sudden, one episode... Nikki and Paolo show up. No one knows who they are. They're, they they were there for the whole everything, but they were come and gone in one episode. All of a sudden, Bob showed up, and there's no backstory to him. Like, like I mean, I feel like Stan was around long enough that he he, he got a story. He got character. Ginsburg, we see some backstory. Um, but with Bob, he's just kind of in the office. Then he's helping Joan. Now he's rubbing his knee up against Pete, and he's like, um, you know, you, you, Maybe someone cares about you and you just don't, you know, isn't it good if someone cares about you or would take care of you and do anything for you? And he rubs his knee and looks at him in the eye. And Pete's like, I'll give him a month's pay and tell him it's disgusting. Now, was he, and Pete moved his knee away. Was he saying that to Bob, like, um, you know, I'm firing this guy. I'm giving him a month's pay. Tell him it's disgusting and he's out of there. But also, Bob, what you're doing is disgusting. Is that what he's saying? I think that's what he was saying. I think he was saying, tell him it's disgusting, but I'm basically telling you it's disgusting too, but Pete's a weasel and can't actually say it, that how he feels about this guy or doesn't feel about this guy, I should say. Um, and you feel bad for Bob. I mean, you've seen you know, gay characters on the show in the past. I mean, was it Sal season one and maybe season two? I don't remember. It's been so long. Uh, but, oh, he got, he got such, a, um, such a crap ending as far as how he, how he was... Uh, how he was left. Stupid cigarettes. And the cigarettes are gone. Sal should be back. He was great at creative. Um, but that was print. He wasn't into TV. So, hmm. Where, let's see. Where was I talking about? So that, I feel like, is the end of Pete's episode. Um, Bob came on to him. And that was it. Now, Pete, as I mentioned, was um, going after Ocean Spray with Ted and and uh, Peggy. 
On the other side, Don comes into the office one day and sees uh, uh, Roger with oranges because they're trying to get sun-kissed. And that turns into a big conflict because Don wants Don's trying to get sun-kissed. Pete is trying to get ocean spray. I'm at Pete. Ted is trying to get ocean spray. It's like the two sides of the same firm. You can't have you can't have two juices. You got to have one. If you can get if you you got to put all your basket all your bread into one basket. That's not a saying, is it? Um, all your I'm done making metaphors. But basically, you got to go for one or the other. It's a conflict of interest if you had two. And like you know, Ted is pissed off because it's it's always us against them, and um, it's. You know, they're trying to say it's our firm. It's our firm. It's about what's best for the firm. Well, that's great if you get your juice. I want my juice. I want it to be my thing. Ted wants his thing. And um, he gets a favor out of it. What does he get? Well, we'll get there. We will get there. Um, Ted, actually, we get to see a little of Ted's home life. In fact, while he was looking at, um, that's right, when they were at dinner with, with Pete and uh, Peggy, um, he looks at Peggy, Peggy looks at him, and there's a little glance, um, just some, some kind of knowing look. And that's when he goes, I'm going to call, I'm going to call home, check on my, call my wife, let her know I'm okay. Um, and that was his way of kind of being like, I'm married, I'm happily married. Is he happily married though? He's married. Um, but the wife, we get, we get to see his home life. And, uh, Ted, you know, overall, I think Ted is a good man. Um, he made a mistake at one time he kissed Peggy. But I don't think I don't think he's a bad person. He's not a serial kisser. He's not a serial wife cheater. I think he made a mistake. Um, and we see a moment with his wife, and his wife basically calls him out, being like, "You are getting more excitement out of your work, and you, get, and you were supposed to be with dinner, and you, you, I wish you cared about that, about home as much as you cared about that. And you like being in your plane with your young copywriter. And she's like, Pete, he was like, Pete was there too. So she knows, or she's seen Peggy. She's jealous of Peggy. Um, and you could see that she doesn't like that, you know, he's like, it, but I'm, you're, that he's constantly obsessed with working. And she's like, she's like, you are obsessed with this and you're obsessed with, with beating Don Draper. And you've been obsessed. He's like, it's only for a while until things settle in. She goes, oh, settle in. So so it'll be like it was before because it wasn't so great before either. So he's like, suddenly it seems like workaholic is not the only thing that you're worried about. To me, that means that she's just been unhappy with how much he works. Oh, you know, doesn't matter where it is or what it is. She misses him at home. Or she's like, I wish you cared enough. I wish you cared the same about this as you did that. Later on, we see Ted go home. And it's just a nice moment where... Um, his, he walks in, his kids are watching TV with the mom, the mom's asleep. He gives them the shush sign, sits on the couch, the big, the son hugs him and they walk out together. And it was just a nice moment of a guy and his sons. And, um, I just hope Ted remains nice. We need, I need some nice people in the show. I need people who aren't just making the greedy choice or aren't, um, you know, doing something that, you know, might be considered, um, Immoral in some way. Uh, I, I just want a nice person. And so far, Bob is that person. Bob seems to be that way. And Ted. And, you know, I mean, hopefully Bob isn't, you know, we don't see him like, um, you know, kicking pigeons or something in the gu- in, the, in the park. Um, hopefully, uh, you know, and Ted stays nice too. And we talk about favors. Well, Ted pulls a big favor. 
a big favor. But he doesn't do it for no reason. In fact, I think he even said this isn't a favor. This is a this is a deal. This is a contract. Um, and what's that about? Well, we got to go all the way back and um, talk about our man Don Draper. So uh, Don comes home one day from work, and there's this young fella in his uh, apartment talking to Megan. He's like, "Oh, who's this?" Well, this is Mitchell. This is the Rosen son, you know, doctor and doctor wife. Um, and uh, he's like, nice to meet you. And he shook his hand and left. He goes, thank you, Megan. Turns out that this kid was in school. Then I guess he dropped out of school. And because he, and he sent his draft card in. And because he dropped out of school, now he could possibly be drafted. He's in 1A, which whatever that means. That means he's possibly um, could be part of, you know, um, could be drafted to Vietnam. And Megan's like, you know, I could talk to people. Maybe he should run. You know, she has she's from Canada. She has friends in Canada. Maybe she could make some calls or and he's like, let's stay out of it. He goes, he doesn't want to run his whole life. And that is Dawn. That is Dawn right there. You don't want to run your whole life. And um, she's like, uh, you know, he's like, stay out of it. We just need to stay out of it. It's not uh, it's not it's not our problem. Um, which you feel bad for. And you, you, you think about, that's where I think about um, like that war is going on that people call wrong. Even there, even in the episode, Don calls the war wrong. But at the same time, while people are protesting and people are going crazy for the war and young men are dying over there, there are people like Don It's like, it's not really our problem. They don't, you know, don't worry about it. It's not, it's not a big deal. Like, like you think of Vietnam and what a crazy time that is in history. But at the same time, these 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 ad men on, on Madison Avenue, they're just living their life. Nothing has changed. Nothing's different. Nothing, um, you know, life goes on. There's a war, but it's way over there with people I don't know. Um, but now it is someone he knows. So Don actually gets a uh, knock on the door, and it's Dr. Rosen. And he's like, I, I just, you know, I know Mitchell came down here. I apologize to get you wrapped up in this. Um, it's just, it's been really upsetting with his mother. And Don's like, do you want a drink? He goes, while they're up there fighting, I stay down here and drink. Uh, well, downstairs, stay up here and drink. Instead, they go to a restaurant and Dr. Rosen and, and Don have some talk together. And they talk about how Don served and how it was different then. And, um, you could just see that the, the doctor was really upset or really, just really scared because he was like, you know, he, he, it's a duty to fight, but he's so soft, but he's such a good boy. And he could see he wanted to cry. And Don's like, you know, you're, um, you're, you, you know, you're, you're one of the top gen, uh, surgeons in, in New York. Certainly you should have some pull. He's like, not really. He goes, what about you? He goes, well, um, I'm meeting with uh, GM. You know, they, um, oh no, I, I could see what I can do. He talks to Pete later. And um, when he talks to Pete, he's like, do you still have your contact in defense? And Pete's like, no, I don't. He, he moved on doing something else. He goes, uh, why, don't we, why don't you talk to General Motors? I'm not on Chevy. Why don't you talk to General Motors? They're a big defense contractor, and I'm not on Chevy. And he's pissed about that. And that's when they, there was arguments about uh, orange juice and cranberry juice going on. Um, so later on, to make peace. So as I was saying, sorry, my, my dog was crying. Wanted want to know where I was. Hey, little lady, I'm right here. Uh, so, while um, 
while all the arguments are going on about ocean spray and orange juice and blah, 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 I mean, Sunkiss and ocean spray, um, they have a, a dinner with General Motors. And Don brings up the war about, you know, he knows someone who um, could be drafted. And um, the guy's like, oh, and he goes, you know, he's looking for different options. And one of the guys is like, oh, well, that's a, that's terrible to hear someone would try to draft, you know, dodge the draft like that. And it just kind of was a downer. Roger kind of brings it back up. You could see Ted saw something there um, that bothered him. Like he was like, what the hell's going on? He goes into Don's office the next day and is like, what the hell was that? You never make the client feel negative. You never bring up this, that, and you never bring up the war. And Don's like, I was trying, you know. He's like, why would you do something like that? He goes, it's not your kid. Wait, is it your kid? He goes, no, it's my, it's my friend's kid. And he goes, well, you seem like the kind of person that doesn't have a lot of friends, so this must mean a lot to you. And he goes, yeah, it kind of does. And then Ted does, quote unquote, a favor. Well, sort of. Ted uh, says, well, you know, I have to tell you, I have a friend who um, is an Air Force uh, in the, um, the American National Guard, uh, the Air National Guard. So apparently, if you get to the Air National Guard, you're serving but you're not going overseas because you're the National Guard. You're here for America. Um, so he goes, I could probably do something about that, you know. Um, he's like, seriously? You could do that? He goes, yeah. He goes, but um, you have to help me with something. If this isn't a deal, this is a contract. You have to, hey, little lady, what are you crying about? You have to um, not go for Sunkiss. You have to drop that and go with my ocean spray. John's like, deal. He goes, fine. They shook hands. And he's like, what do I do? He goes, um, he has to write a letter about how he's always wanted to be a pilot since he was a boy. He goes, in fact, you should probably write that letter. And have him, tell him to cut his hair, too. He's like, thank you. Thank you so much. So he starts to write the letter. He calls Dr. Rosen to let him know. But Dr. Rosen's not there. So he calls. Um, he ends up calling and talking to Dr. Wife. And some great acting because of how excited she is when he tells her um, that, you know, um, that this... Is possible that they might be able to do this. They may be able to pull this off. He goes, have, doc, have Dr. Rosen and Mitchell get him a haircut and have him see me as soon as you can. And um, she's like, thank you, Don. And she's like, you know, why would you do this for me? And all these things. She goes, you know, I, I just was frustrated with you. He goes, well, you know that, right? He goes, well, I know that now. because I didn't want you falling in love with me and, um, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, you could see there was some sort of rekindling, some sort of terrible, terrible rekindling um, in there in their relationship. Now, earlier in this episode, um, we did see uh, uh, Sally, at, and we saw Betty and Henry Francis, and Sally uh, was going to be going uh, to this Model UN trip, but Betty forbid it because there's only two girls and all boys. So um, instead, she, was, she said, fine, well, I'm going to go stay with Dad. And he goes, fine, you're going to stay with your dad? You mean alone? Because that's how, you know, Megan, no one's ever around. You're always by yourself. Uh, basically calling you know uh, calling them out about that so she ends up going over to D daddy's apartment um, with her friend and they actually run into young Mitchell in the uh, lobby and they find him dreamy later on in the episode her and her friend are like writing like love love notes about him like what do you like about him and you're his ass his shoulders his hair his red shirt and um, then the uh, friend um, so at one point in the episode, uh, Sally says, I forgot something. It says to the doorman, can I borrow the keys to go back and get something? He lets her do that, comes back, gives the keys back. Now 
she's um, they're in the taxi later, and she's like, oh, you know, your Mitchell's going to like you. She's like, what are you talking about? I took that note, I signed your name, and I stuck it under their door. You did what? And she punches her friend, gets out of the cab, runs back home, says to the bellman, I forgot my key again. He's like, oh, okay, here's the key again. But instead, she goes to the doctor's, the Rosen's um, house. And now I remember her name, Sylvia Rosen. And Dr. Rosen? I don't remember his name. Um, and the moment she took his keys and was going to uh, the, the Rosen door, I said, this is it. This is happening. I called it. I knew it was going to happen. She opened the door. She went through that back door quietly, opened the door, and she's looking for the note that said Mitchell on it. She sees a note, and my, my, my first thought was, oh, I'm wrong. She's going to take the letter that Don wrote, and she's going to screw this up and thinking there's a thing of confusion. Thank goodness that didn't happen, because that would happen on a crappy show, on a sitcom, on a poorly written show. No, instead, she hears a little moaning, looks over, and sees her dad and Mitchell's mom, doctor wife, kissing and making and necking and all that stuff with it in, in their undies, and she drops the keys, and the acting here was superb. Um, he just looks up, and he goes, Sally! She runs out of the apartment. He, um, he's like, oh, God, he gets all dressed up. Uh, he get, gets dressed up. She is freaking out, bang, slamming on the bed, like all, like, all nervous. Um, and then he, uh, he runs down to try to get her. She's already gone. So he goes to a bar and drinks, and just drinks and drinks and drinks. Comes home later, and he's drunk. He's like, oh, I had a client lunch and a client meeting. Um, and who's there but Megan? Sally and Sally's friend. Sally's friend has no idea what's going on. Megan's all, all, all you know, happy to see him, and Sally can't even look at him. Um, then there's a knock at the door, and it's Doctor Rosen and Mitchell, and the girl, the friend's like, "Hi, Mitchell," and he comes over to say thank you to to um, to Don for doing this favor, uh, the favor, get it? Uh, and Megan's like, "What? What are you talking about?" And um, She's like, well, he might get Don into the National Guard. Because it's not an official yet. She goes, you didn't tell me. And Megan's all happy. And Dr. Rosen can't, like, he goes, you really did an amazing thing. I can't thank you enough. You're, you know, you, 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 you're amazing. Claps him on the arm. And they leave. And Sally, Betty's like, you are an amazing, um, Megan's like, you are an amazing man. I can't believe you, how nice you are. Kisses him. And Sally gets up and goes, you make me sick. And runs out, and Megan's like, "What's that all about?" And then um, the friend's like, "Oh, I, uh, Sally likes Mitchell." And Megan kind of took that at face value, because Don's like, "I'll talk to her. I'll talk to her." And goes um, to the door. And I love Don and Sally together. Like when Don had his bachelor apartment, I liked their kind of their day together, uh, their bonding. Um, she's a great little actress, and. She's a great actress. She's a great young actress. Great little actress sounds is fine when like three, four years ago. She's a great young actress. Um, and she just like she didn't want to come to the door. She locked the door. She she finally got up and Don was like on the other side of the door, and it was just them on each side of the door, and he's like, Look, I know you thought you saw something. And I was just comforting Mrs. Rosen, which is so creepy. It's very complicated and she was going through a lot. And uh, I want you to know that um, you know, I just want you to understand that. Do you understand that? And she's like, yes. And he's like, okay. 
And she plops on the bed. You can see she's crying. And he just goes to bed. He closes the door. And that's the end of the episode. That was... Wow, I feel like I went through that in record time. Um, that was... That was rough. Because, you know, she's not... This, she sees her dad with another woman. Now, this woman is... this. He's not cheating on her mom. But he is cheating on his wife. And you, she's probably thinking, this is why mom left you. And now Megan's going to leave you too. Now what? She probably likes Megan. And now she thinks that's going to be ruined. She, you see your dad in a lesser light. You see him as kind of a, a piece of crap. Um, you, you, know, you, you look up to your parents as like this perfect uh, thing and, and like this, this flawless you know, presence. And then you see they're flawed and you see these mistakes and it's just, it, it must be jarring um, for her to have to deal with that. Uh, great acting by her. Great acting all around. So let's see, what did what happened in this episode? Well, Dawn um, favors, 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 favors. So uh, Sally's friend thought she did a favor for her by leaving the note um, for Mitchell to find. But it turns out instead... She saw Dr. Doctor Wife uh, giving, doing a favor for Don, wink, wink, because Don did a favor for her and her son. Um, but really that favor was uh, given uh, was because of Ted, who said, this isn't a favor. This isn't charity. I'm doing this uh, out of the out of, you know, trying to take control of an account. Um, Bob did a favor for uh, for Pete. In, in, in um, recommending this nurse. Now, when he says, I don't think um, that this nurse is uh, into, um, in, I don't think he, you know, that he's interested in your mother. I thought he was going to say that the nurse is gay. My guess is maybe he is gay. And that's how Bob knows him because Bob is also gay, apparently. Well, at least the way he rubbed his knee. So I think maybe the nurse isn't having relations with her mother, and the mother just is really taken by how nice he is to her. So that's what I'm going to go with. This guy isn't a swindler, but Pete still thinks he is. Um, and for some reason, all of a sudden, Bob, uh, I don't care about Bob. You know, who cares that Bob's gay? Uh, uh, but, like, uh, I mean, that's, the, like, it's the 60s, so it is still kind of uh, probably shocking. I just don't know what he sees in Pete. There's so many better guys out there than Pete or Campbell. Um if I were to go for anybody in that whole office, I mean, Ken, Ken Cosgrove, he's the total package. Um, not Pete, not Pete, Bob, you can do so much better. Um, and Peggy, you kind of see her bonding with Pete, calling Stan, wishing for Ted, but you know what? She got a cat. That's her answer to getting rid of these rats. Get a cat. You don't need no man. And Don Draper, you're also a rat. You dirty rat. Maybe Don. You think Don cared so much about this because it's their neighbor? You think Don cared so much about this because it's her son and he wants to do her a favor? Or did Don do this specifically to get back into her good graces? And then get back into her pantaloons. That has to be it, right? Don is a selfish man. And if, when he does good things, sometimes he does it. Sometimes he does it for good reasons. But other times he does it for selfish reasons. And he got caught. 
He got caught by his own daughter. I feel bad for her. She has seen some crazy things. But whether Roger with Megan's mom, remember that? Yeah, yeah. Um, and now seeing Don um, with, uh, you know, Mitchell's mom. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Sally, man. You, you, you're seeing so much. Um, but I think that's it. I think Ted got a little more control. Uh, and all he has to do is make a couple phone calls to do that. And, um, yeah, I think I've covered everything. So, my friends, can you believe this? This is the last Made Man episode of 2019. I guess we did 52 this year, right? Isn't that how weeks work? Yeah, something like that. This is also the last Made Men of the decade. Yeah, you know, we've only been around for like a year and a half, but still, the decade is almost over. You guys going to be watching the ball drop on ABC? Kind of, my wife and I, we, we're not going to do anything. I think we'll, I'll, I'll watch, we'll watch the, the, the New Year's Rockin' Eve for a while. She'll fall asleep. I'll wake her up at 11.58 and uh, we'll watch the ball drop and she'll fall back asleep. Um, but that is some corny stuff and we love watching it. So I hope you guys have a happy new year. Hope you had a happy uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, whatever it is. This, I, I, I'm sure there are some I'm missing. I don't know. But just that's with a big wrap-up of happy holidays. I can go to you. Happy holidays and happy new year to every single one of you. Um, and, uh, you know, I have to say that I want to thank you. I want to thank you for uh, listening to me all this time, sticking with me through thick and thin. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Betty Draper. Oh, I can say that because I don't like Betty. Um, I want to thank you for... <laughs> that was that was dumb. Um, look, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays, and I want to thank you for coming along on this journey with me uh, made, at Made Man Pod on Twitter, at Geek Mentality on Twitter, and I'm done talking. I need to go have dinner. Uh, so, until next time... Thank you for coming along on this journey with me as I strive to become a made man. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. Fans, non-experts.